What's up, everybody? This is Petra from the Rebel's Den, and you're listening to Coffee with a Rebel podcast, the show that talks about life, business, and all the shenanigans in between. So let's grab a cup of coffee and do this thing. I've been having some thoughts. I've been sharing snippets of my story here and there that I felt were really profound. Um, And I want to share two of my own core memories. Now, they're not the greatest core memories for me, but they were the most impacting memories that I have that I fully believe uh, have a purpose, right? And it's really hard for me sometimes to share that because I don't always like putting people in a bad light. But my foster parents... Well, they weren't exactly the greatest. From the time that I was six until I was 13, when they rehomed me, they would periodically tell me that I would just be like my parents and that I would be an alcoholic like my father and that I would be just like my mom, who, well, I'm not going to say the words that they said. Did my mom have challenges and things? Yes, there's a reason I grew up in foster care, right? But somewhere within me, I swore to myself at the age of eight, thereabouts, that I would be nothing like my parents. Like, absolutely not. I would not be like them at all. Now, because I wasn't close with my parents, I didn't really know them. I didn't really knew what they were about or how they showed up. I knew what they didn't do. And so as I was getting older and actually got reacquainted with my parents, there were parts of me was like, oh, I am like my parents. Um, I was drinking quite heavily for numbing the pain, for masking, for just trying to survive and being self-destructive. And I sometimes make light of it because it's, oh, it was the 80s. But the reality is that I wasn't heading down a very good path for some time until until one of my social workers was like, hey, you are not stupid. You do not have to give up on life. You don't have to show up this way. You can make something of yourself. Like the positivity that came out of her mouth related to me was almost mind blowing. Um, so maybe that makes that three core memories. Uh, because I just couldn't fathom to be successful at that particular time. I was 15 when we had this conversation. Fast forward a few years and I fully stepped into the realization that, oh shoot, I was literally heading down the path of my parents. Uh, My drinking got out of hand. I, I was having a hard time raising my children. There was just so many things that happened that just that is not what I wanted. That is not how I wanted to be. This is not the kind of parent that I wanted to be. And I refused to just give into that and started making some changes. Not big changes, because sometimes big changes are scary, but enough changes to see that, okay, I wasn't like them. I was very different. I was raising my children. I was on a path of healing and getting myself together in a way. But then in 2008, when my son was recovering from his then second transplant of his liver, and things took a little bit of a nosedive, like his lung collapsed, 
um, shortly there after the surgery. And it was during that night when my son, through the CPAP machine, said, save me, mommy, save me. And it was literally him fighting for his life. And it was, I felt so helpless in that moment. Nothing I have ever experienced up to that point, I've ever felt that before. That helplessness is something else because in that particular moment, there wasn't anything I could do. Like I could do things about my past, right? I could be proactive about how I was going to handle the trauma and drama that I have faced over and over again, some imposed by others, some definitely self-imposed. And something became very clear in that moment with my son. I couldn't help him in that situation, but I had to believe on the outcome and stay focused on that all would be well, that everything is going to be okay. And my mindset had to be that way because whatever I was feeling, whatever I was feeling, that energy transcended to my son. And I needed to believe that he could be safe, that he would be okay. And this was just a hiccup in his journey. And yeah, adversity is no stranger to me as I've shared here and there, right? Like I've not had the best life a period of times, but I'm grateful for it nonetheless. Now we are way beyond that time period when his life pretty much hung in limbo. And I shared that story not too long ago on my Facebook. And I'm sharing that with you now because I had this thought about the first core memory of my foster parents berating me about how unsuccessful I would be and that I'm absolutely worthless and useless and I will never be anything to the moment of other helplessness. Because while I might have not been able to do anything physically or take any kind of action in that moment when my son was whispering for help, I was still able to take some kind of action and it all comes down to mindset in both situations mindset work was so so important to me and for me because how i move forward would be the dictator of what happens next and here's the thought that i then had you either choose to control whatever emotions you're dealing with or they're going to control you which can be sometimes challenging for people who are neurodivergent to understand. But as someone who's trained in cognitive behavioral therapy, your thoughts dictate your behavior and your behavior dictate your thoughts. I believe that no matter where you are on anything and your emotions are just as much important because they're too dictate your behavior and vice versa. And the reality is you cannot heal until you choose to. Now, you cannot heal from being on a spectrum or being neurodivergent. This is who you are. But some of the trauma that we all have experienced, we can heal in some way, but not until we choose to do so. And some of it is going to be pretty, like, it's just not. It's just going to be ugly. Um, you'll get flashbacks and you'll have memories at random pop up. But when you realize you're no longer giving them power, that's such a 
pivotal moment. I used to get so fired up about the words that my foster parents said to me. And I still occasionally use them when I'm having a dippy down kind of a day where I'm like, this is what they said and I'm going to prove them wrong and I'm going to just get fired up. But that fire isn't as powerful as it used to be. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's a really good thing. The other part, when I think about the memory of my son literally fighting for his life that night on the CPAP machine with a collapsed lung right after surgery, it used to break me. I mean, it just broke me. And why shouldn't it? This is my son. There was nothing, absolutely nothing I could have done that wasn't already being done for him. But it would break me because that helplessness, like I said, is nothing that I ever want to experience again or I wish on anybody because it's it's just a feeling. It's unexplainable and it's not always good. But there was times where I'm just like, I would break down from it, right? My PTSD around my son's medical stuff is very much still here. But I know I can now share that without breaking down. I can share that with without losing my head over it because I've done the work to... Like, yeah, that happened. But I look at him now. He's turning 20 this year. And what an amazing testimony to his strength and courage and willpower to live. Like, so much. But I I really want to focus on the mindset. Because I truly believe that if I would have quit on him and believed that it wasn't going to work out, it wouldn't have. He wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't be able to share his testimony, his, his willpower to live. So it all came back to me, to my mindset, my, my energy, my belief. And I'm not a religious person, I'm more spiritual, I suppose. But I had to have faith. I had to have absolute faith that everything would be okay. And the outcome was we wanted would be achieved. And I share this with you today because I do believe it's really, really important that we share these stories where we have these moments of experiences of memories that have impacted us in some kind of a way and how we've gotten out of it. Now, the thing that got me out of the chaos with my foster parents is me taking action and believing that I could be successful, believing that nothing was going to stop me. I am in control of how my life would turn out. And I'm so glad because it's turning out really, really well for me. And that is what I wanted to share with you today, because wherever you are, take a deep breath, take some pause, and reframe it if you're feeling in the dumps. How can you know that everything's going to be okay? Because maybe you need to make an action plan. Maybe you need to look like, this is where I'm at. I'm frustrated with this part of my life, and here's what I need to do about it. Um, and make a list and then start taking action small steps at a time. Like it doesn't, you don't have to take leaps and bounds to make stuff happen. It's small steps. Sometimes the small steps are better. And start healing a little bit part of yourself moment by moment. Thanks for joining us this week on the Coffee with the Rebel. Make sure you visit our website, The Rebel Stand at therebelstand.com. And if you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others and post about it on social media. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode.
clarify your direction and set your goals on the road to your dreams.